Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show presented by TFTV, man. We got a lot to talk about this morning. We got Hassan Haskins getting arrested, aggravated assault charge. It's going to be a it's going to be an interesting topic of conversation. Want to see what y'all think about that. They call me the jerk. Cuz I always have three lovers and I burn through Trojan rubber like no I might play the wrong song, fuck. It's a good song, though. We're going to get it going, man. Get the energy going. Day before July 4th, man. How y'all feeling? Day before July 4th. Everybody got a holiday. I hope y'all took off today. I know I did. Big win by Nashville SC this week. This weekend. Big win. What else we got? What else we got? We're going to touch on a lot of NBA today. A lot of NBA today. And, of course, the sign has it's going. It's becoming to be a weekly segment, man. The Titans players doing dumb shit that hurts the team, man. I hope I don't have to make that a weekly segment, but that's what it's getting to. That's what it's getting to, man. She's getting bad. She's getting bad, boy. Where did he choose Milan? I know he, he might want to go there, but he's agreed personal terms with him. They don't offer him more money. We're going to talk about that, too. Pulisic. Sergeant America. Sword of God. Who? What's the source? For that Pulisic news. I'm trying to look it up. Alright, alright, alright. You are listening to TFTV Sports. All right, all right. Once again, welcome to the Sports Section Morning Show, man. Got a lot to talk about today. Going to get into some soccer, some Pulisic news, some Arsenal news. Going to talk about uh, Hong Chong, Hong Chong Dylan Brooks going to Houston Rockets, four years, $80 million. We're going to touch on the Titans, a little bit of Titans news. And uh, I got people in the chat telling me Pulisic is going to Milan, to Milan. I ain't seen it. I saw he, he agreed personal terms, but I didn't see that. Uh, Chelsea got a fee with Lyon. They got to agree a fee with Lyon or uh, Milan because Lyon offered double of what Milan was offering. Milan offered like 12 and a half million and Lyon, Milan offered like 25 million. I don't know why they, they try to spend so much on Sergeant, Sergeant America, but, but I don't know. I mean, he's a good player. I think Lyon would be a better situation for him. We could, we could just dive into this since we're here. But I think Lyon would be a better situation for Pulisic but it's like a it's like a fellow on Twitter was talking to me yesterday about it, saying that uh, you know he he'd prefer him to go to Milan or whatnot. I don't want him to go to Milan. I don't. He's not going to start there. And if he starts, it's going to be on the right. He's not best played off the right. You know, he's better off the left. 
He's not starting at Milan on the left over Rafael Leal. It's not Rafael Leal is one of the one of the best wingers in the world, and he's not he's not starting over him. He's not. But I slick would prefer him to go to Milan over Lyon. Well, not really, not really, not really. I prefer him to go to Lyon over Milan over in France because he's going to be starting week in week out at Lyon on that left wing. And that's what he needs. He needs consistent game time. He doesn't need to be sitting on the bench and he doesn't need to be, you know, just being a spot player. Leon's a disaster, but he's going to play. Leon's not really a disaster. I mean, they are a little bit, but that, I mean, fuck it. Lacazette scored like 20 goals at Leon last year. So if Lacazette can score 20 goals at Leon, Pulisic can score about four. No, I'm just playing. He can score. He could probably score about 15. He could probably score about 15 goals for Leon. Yeah, they're in trouble financially, but shit. Long as he gets his wages paid and he's playing week in, week out, he's gonna be able to maintain that form and build up some form and be ready for any, you know, the international season, you know. But the problem with Leon, in my opinion, is they don't have any European football. That's the biggest issue. He needs to be playing in Europe some way or another. That's why I would like him to let me go through this Premier League table. Well, how the Premier League table ended up last year and see, because I want him to stay in the Prem. And he's for here. I'm going to lay it out for Pulisic. His three pillars of what he should do in order and priority to me would be stay in the Prem for a team that's playing in Europe, which is tough. Two, make sure he goes to a team that's not necessarily in the Prem, but is in Europe and he's starting week in, week out. That should be his second priority. And then three, he should be going to a team that he should start week in, week out, a prestigious club that he can start week in, week out. Not Maybe not necessarily Europe, but he needs to be playing week in, week out in his preferred position. So I would say, so, I mean, the terrible thing, though, is he doesn't, there's not really any teams in Europe or in the Prem that he could go to and start week in, week out that are also playing in Europe. He can't go to City. He can't go to Arsenal. He can't go to United. He can't start at Newcastle. No, he can't start at Newcastle. He can't start at Liverpool. He can't start at, he wouldn't start at Brighton on a left weekend, week out. They got Matoma. Villa, he might be able to start weekend, week out. And then West Ham is also in Europe. They're in Europa since they won the Conference League. But he wouldn't start there neither because they got Ben Rama there. So, he really can't stay in the prem and expect to be playing in Europe. So he's, he's sort of in a jacked up position, but he could go to another league and still be able to play in Europe and start. That's why I, I like the Roma move. There was links to him going to Roma and Italy on the Mourinho, but you don't necessarily, Mourinho is not really the one with, I'm talking recent history. I can't talk about when he was at Chelsea and when he was at Porto or when he was at Inter Milan. Mourinho is not necessarily the one to cultivate and grow attacking talent. So I wouldn't necessarily want Pulisic to go there because he's going to be sitting back. Mourinho's going to set up in a in a defensive block and Pulisic is going to be doing a lot of defending. You know, we don't want he's an attacking player. You don't want him doing that much defending. I don't we don't need him practicing on fucking defending. You know, the US men's national team needs Pulisic to be bagging goals and getting assists. And he'll do the only way he'll do that to the level that people expect him to be is if he's playing for a team 
a pretty prestigious club in Europe, week in, week out, starting on the left, and preferably during European competition. That's the best course of action for Pulisic, in my opinion. Chat, let me know what y'all think, where y'all think Pulisic should go. Do y'all think he should stay at Chelsea? Think he should go to AC Milan? Think he should stay in the Premier League? Where y'all think Pulisic should go, and what do y'all think is best for him? What do y'all think is best for him? So here we go. Let's stay in, uh, I think we'll stay in the soccer bag while we're here. Got some people calling in for about, uh, about Dylan Brooks, Hong Shong Brooks. But uh, for Arsenal news, Arsenal news real quick. Declan Rice should be announced this week. They say he cut his medical short in Dubai, came back to do his, he cut his holiday short in Dubai to come back and do his medical, to get that taken care of. They say that is happening today. That's what I heard. And apparently he took the pictures and did all the photo shoots and shit for the announcement yesterday also. Timber is supposed to doing the same. He should be doing the medical and uh, taking all the photo shoot pictures for the announcement and shit today, tomorrow, or Sunday. It was within the, the next 48, 72 hours. Timber... IX, Timbers from IX, of course, we've talked about this before. They had their first open practice last week, last Friday, I want to say, or Saturday, and Timber was not present. So they say Timber's in London already, you know, just getting everything taken care of, whether that be the medical, uh, finalizing the paperwork. But they didn't want to announce the Timber move and the Declan Rice deal. The clubs did not want to announce it or finalize it and put it on the books until the next financial year, which is after July 1st. So they didn't want that going on the books for this past year. They want to like Arsenal wants that 40 million and uh, whatever they have up front, which is probably probably about 50 or 60 million between the two deals up front. They want that on the next accounting year, this coming accounting year, which is the accounting year of 2023, which starts July 1st. The clubs don't want that injection of cash until this coming year so they can start on the right foot financially for the accounting year. You know, it looks good on paper. So that's understandable. But today is the fucking day. Well, actually, two days ago was the fucking day. It's July 3rd today. So these these deals should be should be going pretty quickly now. But that and Havertz, of course, has already been announced. So things with the Arsenal front have been really quiet. Balligan is supposed to, Lauren Balligan is supposed to have meeting with Arsenal. Uh, he was back in London. He posted a, a video of him uh, doing some shooting technique shit in a terrible looking Yankees jersey or the Yankees hat on. You know, he's he's eating the United States shit up as he should. You know, he's he's going to be he's Captain America for, for all, you know, for everything. So he's back in London. He's supposed to have talks with Arsenal so they can let him know and they'll see, you know, what is exactly going on. Chat saying he's out of there. I don't. I don't know. I've been hearing things to the contrary. You know, it's supposedly Enketia might be the other striker might be the one to go out to be sold. And we keep Bolligan. Bolligan's going to be around for preseason over here in America. You know, we can't Arsenal can't pass up that bag. So he's going to be on the 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 Arsenal preseason tour of America. They're playing the MLS All-Stars and they're doing some other shit over here. So Bolligan to be with Arsenal in preseason, from what I understand. And then a move will be finalized probably closer. Whatever happens, you know, a decision will probably come closer to August, beginning of August. But they say Enketia might be the one to be sold anyway because he's primarily proven. Uh, and he, you could, Arsenal could probably get a good fee for Enketia, honestly. 
they could probably get like 15, 20 million for him. If not, maybe 25, like really 25 million wouldn't be bad for Anketia. I'd take that, I'd cut the hand off or grab the hand and pull it off and get for 25 million for Anketia. But Balligan would necessarily, is he's got a difficult, his price point is really difficult because he's had one good year and Arsenal is notorious for not being able to sell players. So they'll fuck around and sell him for 20 million and he'll be worth 80 next year after he bags 20 goals or whatever, or wherever he's at. So I think the best course of action for Arsenal is to try to keep him. And like I said in the uh, last week, he should be able to, he should try to be like, if, if we can get him to be content, Bolligan that is with playing these FA cup games, he's care about cup games coming off the bench in the prem, coming off the bench in champions league games. That's plenty of minutes. You know, he's only 20, 21 years old. He's not, he's not, he's got plenty of time. And it's not like there's a big international competition, like a World Cup or something coming up this year. He's got a little bit of the time. So if Arsenal could some way talk him into and guarantee him some playing time in the Carabao Cup, in the FA Cup, like he gets a run out, he starts all those competitions and he gets, you know, some sub minutes in the Champions League and Prem. I think that might be enough to keep Bolligan. It's it's either Nketiah or Bolligan for Arsenal, to be honest. And I prefer them to keep Bolligan. Not to mention, you know, marketing alone, that's a huge issue to keep Bolligan in itself because, of course, it's a business at the end of the day compared to Nketiah. But I just think he's a better player than Nketiah, to be honest. Nketiah is a really good player, but I think Bolligan has a lot more potential to grow and be a really good striker for Arsenal than Nketiah. And Nketiah is permanently proven. We could get a good, good, decent amount of money for him uh, this this coming window. So I would, I don't want to see him loaned out, but it wouldn't be bad to loan him out and then sell him next year, depending on how how good he does. Talking about Enketia, uh, but I don't want Balligan to leave Arsenal this year. If anything, uh, maybe send him on another loan. Worst case, but I, I really don't think we could cash in on him right now because I think he'll do so much better next year. Chat, y'all let me know. That's another U.S. men's national team star that uh, has a lot of uncertainty about his future this year. There's a lot of U- U.S. men's national team players this summer that are moving or thinking about moving clubs. So let me know in the chat or in the comments on YouTube and Twitch what y'all think about uh, Florian Balligan's situation at Arsenal, where y'all think he should go, and uh, what do y'all think he should do, honestly. I prefer him to stay at Arsenal, but y'all let me know. So let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about uh let's let's get into our, our second annual, not second annual, our second weekly segment of Titans players doing dumb shit that hurts the team. Sadly. Hassan Haskins, Titans backup, backup, running back, special teams player, very good special teams player. I'll give him that. He was really important to us on special teams last year, made a lot of plays, and showed some some spurts of potential when he played running back, you know, a hard runner, down downhill runner. He's going to run through guys. You know, he's he's a he's a decent supplementary back. He can catch the ball a little bit out the backfield. Decent back now. But when you're doing dumb shit, you got to be a little more than decent to stick around. I'll be frank. And of course, this is all alleged before I get into it. But the details are really specific, specific and both of them went to jail, him and his old lady. So he made a statement saying she did this, this, and this. She went to jail. You know, she threw the man PS5 through a, through a wall. 
You know, that, that's that's a little excessive, I'd say. <laughs> she threw the PS5 through the wall, allegedly. But let me let me get into this statement. The good TD, Teron Davenport, made a good article about it. But Hassan Haskins got charged with aggravated assault by strangulation of his girlfriend. Uh, the incident, the first incidents, two incidents. The first incident occurred on June 22nd. And I'm going to paraphrase this. I'm not going to read the whole article. He was booked this past Thursday in the Davidson County Jail. I ain't never been there, but uh, I heard it ain't a pretty place. Got released on $10,000 bond. I'm not going to say his girlfriend's name on, on this platform either. I don't, you know, saying Haskins' name is enough. But uh, they said June 22nd, a disagreement stemmed from when she saw that, or he saw that she liked another man's Instagram post. She liked another dude's post. Uh, and he he flipped, I guess. They got in an argument. Green threw, allegedly threw Haskins' shoes on the floor. I don't know if that was his uh, his game cleats from his first game. Uh, his Jordans, I, I don't, I don't know what she threw on the floor. If they was some new ones that came out, I don't, I don't know. But he got pretty pissed, allegedly. He told her to stop. He said, and then he tossed. He told her to stop. She didn't. So I guess she kept throwing his shoes. It was probably like a tornado in that motherfucker. He pushed her to the ground, allegedly. Tossed her on the bed and allegedly used both hands to strangle her. Pretty sick shit. Pretty sick shit. Apparently, the fight continued like on them cartoons in the Looney Tunes where they're fighting throughout their family guy when they're fighting throughout the rooms and shit. And they kept slapping each other, allegedly. So that's the first incident. That's the incident that happened on the 22nd. He got booked on Thursday. Both got booked on Thursday. Oh, no, no, no. I misspoke. That's the one that happened on the 22nd. The second incident occurred Thursday, this past Thursday when he got booked. Apparently, they went out to dinner. I don't know where they went out to dinner. It might have been, you know, uh, Ruth Chris, some some shit like that. I hope it was somewhere nice. Allegedly, he got mad and left her ass at the restaurant. Hassan Haskins, allegedly. She, he made her take an Uber back. I don't, you know, that's that's some pretty sick shit. You know, I ain't going to say, I ain't no telling what happened to, to make her leave. But that don't, that don't warrant a fight either. When she got home, she saw the Haskins was in the crib. When she got there. Allegedly, she chucked a, a glass at him. I don't think it hit him. And she threw the glass at him, locked herself in the bedroom. Allegedly, Haskins wasn't having that. So he, uh, like the Biggie song, kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. He didn't, I don't, he wasn't waving a 4-4. He just kicked in the door, right? So he kicked in the door of his own house, or his own bedroom, and they started arguing. Right. His girlfriend ripped off his his chain, which I guess he said cost five, five bands. So she ripped off his five, five thousand dollar chain. He got mad, allegedly shattered her phone. You can't do that. It's a no, no. You, you can't shatter her phone. He shattered her phone. She grabbed his phone. Allegedly, she saw some Snapchats, some lewd Snapchats from some some women. I don't know if it was some of them Broadway girls that Morgan Walden was talking about. He has some, some lewd pictures on there on Snapchat. Real player. After that, she shattered his phone. So they, they just, they, they breaking each other's phones and shit. And he said that she is, she assaulted him after that. Allegedly. That's the statement he made to police. He also said that she attacked him with the broom and choked him from behind. Pause. 
He says she she threw his PlayStation through a through the wall, putting a hole in the wall, and he he was able to provide a video of that. The niggas niggas gonna take a video when they when they gaming system get jacked up. That's that's off the rip. That's what really hurt him. He probably ain't care about the phone. He probably ain't care about the chain. But don't mess up the man PS5 now. Don't do that. In all seriousness, no, she got charged with uh, aggravated assault by strangulation. Same thing as him, but she also got tacked on with a felony vandalism charge, which I don't understand how he didn't get that same charge with the phone because phones are expensive now. But I guess I know it's a certain dollar amount, but she got the felony vandalism charge. He didn't get that. It's probably because of the PS5, the phone and the chain. That's a lot more than just a phone. That's I mean, you're looking at like. You're looking at six, seven thousand dollars worth of damages. So she got a felony vandalism charge. He's got court on the 10th of July and uh, it's looking ugly for him. I ain't gonna lie. So, you know, he allegedly he made a statement to police about the situation. They both got taken to jail. So I would say that a suspension would probably be looming. Depend, you know, of course, depending on the uh, the outcome of the of the case. The sad thing about these type of cases is that, you know, a lot of times when it's both couples are implicate both both sides of the couple are implicated in it. A lot of times the shit just gets dropped from what I've seen. And that's, you know, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's the sad part about the situation. And sort of the bad part about that is that the shit gets wiped under wiped under the rug and the problems are still there. That's that's the bad part about the situation. So. Ultimately, ultimately, you know, I just hope they they get a a healthy relationship or they mend the relationship or or, uh, you know, stop the relationship, whatever's healthiest for both of them. But at this current state, it's not a good situation for either one of them. So. You know, you just seriously, you for him and for her, they just got to do what's best for them. And they got to I mean, they got to they got to figure it out amongst each other. They need to talk to some family. You know, you always need some outside outside guidance in situations like this because right now it's, it's not healthy. It's not working. You can't be leaving somebody at a damn restaurant after y'all went out for dinner and you can't be chucking glass, glass at somebody either. You know, it's just both of them are wrong in this situation. And I just hope they come to a, a peaceful resolution about it, whether they whether they separate or, or what, you know, but obviously what they're doing right now ain't working. What they doing right now ain't working. So, other than that, chat, y'all let me know what y'all think about that situation. Y'all think we should stick around with Haskins? Do y'all think he should be let go behind that, or should we wait on the precedes of the trial and and the case to see what's going on with it? But I could I could see a, a suspension coming. I'm glad we got some some running back depth. Haskins probably wasn't going to touch the field offensively anyway with uh, Hilliard and. Tajay Spears and Henry. He wasn't going to touch the field offensively. Lord forbid he did. But he's a he's a solid special teams piece for the Titans that they use a lot. Somehow, Ackerman, I don't understand this. And, you know, it's it's sort of a catch-22 with, with uh, Ackerman, the, the Titans special team coach. This guy gets more, uh, how do I say this? He gets more special teams aces signed every offseason than anybody I've ever heard. This guy gets more help than anybody. And the special teams with that and with the continuity of year-to-year continuity that we have with him being here for so long. He's been here since Vrabel got here, if I'm not mistaken. Our special teams unit should be one of the best in the league. It should be. 
you know, you can sort of count. I'm not even talking about like kickers. I'm 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 above the kicker thing. The kicker thing is sort of personal. You mean you got to evaluate the kicker. Don't get me wrong. But the execution of the kicker ain't down to the special teams coach. Not really. You know, on kickoffs, maybe when you're telling them to put it in a corner or, you know, hit a little sky kick or something or a pooch kick. But field goals and shit, that's on the kicker. What the hell? Like Chad says, what does Ackerman, his name Craig Ackerman, ain't it? What does Ackerman have on Vrabel for him to still have a job? Our special teams unit is not as good as it should be. It's not. We should have one of the best units in the league. With, between the continuity of, of Ackerman being there for five years, the the caliber of players that we have on our special teams, and granted, last year wasn't the best. We had a bunch of guys off the street on special teams. But we sign an ace every offseason, quote-unquote ace every offseason. Every offseason. And, and, and we don't see it on the field. We, special teams should be winning games. They win games. A lot more times than not, they sort of lose games for us. And we ain't giving up, you know, kickoff returns and shit, but who else? Nobody does. But we shouldn't be, nobody should be getting to the damn, if we ain't kicking a touchback, nobody should be even getting past the 20 on kickoffs. I mean, we're giving away 5, 10 yards on net whenever they get past the 25. You know? And of course, that's a lot of that's down to the kicker, but a lot of that's down to special teams and the design of, of how they proceed with kickoff. You know, punt two. For punts, you know, Stonehouse is just so happens to be a fucking megalodon of a leg, have a megalodon of a leg. Ackerman got that, you know, he and of course, he inherited that. But of course, you know, you got to evaluate these guys in camp. And Ackerman could have very easily stuck with Kern last year instead of Stonehouse. So I'll give him that. But I can't really give him that because you're going to see this man Stonehouse in, in uh, training camp booting the ball 80 yards, 70, 80, 68, 70, 80 yards down the damn field. You have to keep that guy. That, 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 that's got to be pretty easy. And Kern is getting up in age, so that, I can't even give him that. That's a pretty easy move, in my opinion. You know, it's difficult, but it ain't. Because... Uh, the man is booting the ball 50, 60 yards, you know? So I can't even give him that. But we go back to this past year. We couldn't get a damn punt returner unless CJ Boer was in there. He was the only one that was had some reliable hands. We had Robert Woods back there. Kyle Phillips was fumbling all that shit back there. That is an Ackerman problem. That's an Ackerman problem. That's more so on putting the right guy in the, in the right position to do that. Hell, we even had Traylon Burks back there a time or two. That shouldn't be happening. And I, I put that on Ackerman. You know, that I don't think that's Vrabel, Vrabel doing that. Vrabel likes to be in control of a lot of things, but I ain't going to say that's Ackerman doing that or uh, Vrabel doing that. That's on Ackerman. He's been there for too long for us to have any special teams issues. Shouldn't be having none. Look at Harbaugh up in Baltimore. One of the best special teams coaches when he was a special teams coach. One of the best in the league. They're one of the best special teams units in the league. Wins them games. You know, they're, they're solid year every year. We year in, year out on special teams. Chat saying Hope Shudok is the kicker. That's the uh, the young kicker we had last year. 
Big leg, pause. Uh, that that's how it's healthy this year. I can't even talk after saying that shit. That shit was wild. Yeah, hope they can. Hopefully, Shulock is healthy this year. Had a good camp last year. Just got hurt. Yeah, I agree. He's got a he's got a really good leg on him. And the problem with him, I'd say, is just they say it's his accuracy. You know, he's just got to fine tune that. And Rabel elected Rabel slash Ackerman elected for accuracy last year with uh, Fat Randy, and you know it just it, it sort of killed us. You're sort of giving away three points when you got a 50, 55 yarder. That is the new normal now in the NFL, damn near. These 55 yarders, these kickers are hitting it with 10 yards to spare now. You know? And especially with us going to a dome in the next couple of years, we should be gaining them points. All other teams. A kicker is going to become even more important once we go inside on an indoor, in the indoor uh indoor stadium. You got to uh You've got to capitalize on them kicks that's, you know, in that 50 to really even 56-yard range because these kickers coming up now from college, they got big legs. They're hitting these kicks. So that's something you got to take advantage of, and we weren't able to do that with Randy Bullock last year. So we left points on the field a lot of times, whether we had to go for it or whether we just had to take a penalty and punt, and that's, that wasn't necessarily Stonehouse's uh, – Stonehouse's wheelhouse. That's sort of weird. That ain't really in his wheelhouse to sort of place them punts in the corner like Karn was. He's he's more of a, you know, and he did it a lot last year. Kick it out the damn your own end zone over to the other over the other damn the other 30 type shit. You know what I'm saying? So that Stonehouse's wheelhouse, hitting a pooch kick, a little high punt, and putting it in a a, a corner, a little coffin corner punt, that ain't really his bag, you know. But you don't have to get into that if you got a kicker with a big leg that's going to be kicking 55 yard field goals. So that needs to be, hopefully, Shudak can be that guy. He's got the leg to do it, but it just remains to be seen if he's got the accuracy enough to be a, a consistent, reliable NFL kicker. Because points are sort of hard to come by for us, as you, as you know. It's going to be hard to come by this year. We can't be missing out on three points when the dude missing 40 yarders. That can't happen. So I understand Ackerman. And Vrabel's uh, mentality behind that decision, but we're sort of giving away points when you when you have to fit the yarder, and you ain't you can't kick it because your kicker ain't got enough leg. But you're also giving away points when you're in the thirty and forty yard range and the cat's fucking missing it. I mean, it was it was terrible two three years ago when we we just stopped kicking because we ain't have a kicker, you know. So we don't want to go back to that. But you know, hopefully, shootout can be that guy. But that remains to be seen. But there's a battle in camp. I don't think Fat Randy's even invited to camp, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Shudok and another guy. So we will see. Chat, let me know who y'all think. And uh, on YouTube and Twitch, who y'all think Titans should go with as kicker? And what do y'all think about Craig Ackerman and the dirt he has on Vrabel, allegedly? Because <laughs> this guy, he still got him still having a job is insane. After Rabel cleaned out the assistants, because special teams ain't really been a a, a a specialty of the Titans. They ain't. They just ain't. It ain't been good. It has not been good. Let me see. Let me see. That's the Son Haskins segment. The uh, players doing dumb shit that hurts the team segment. Hopefully, that's the last time I have to do that. For a long time, but it remains to be seen. We're we're going strong. 
one week is MPF, the next week is Hassan Haskins. So we're going to see. What are we going to get into now? What are we going to get into now? We got NBA free agency, NBA free agency. We'll talk about the Lakers first. Austin Reeves gets that bag four years, 56 million. People were saying on Twitter, you know, while he was balling and shit, oh, Reeves is going to cost 100 million. And now, oh, hell no. He was never going to cost that much. I think that was just the media sort of hating on the Lakers, trying to get them to overpay or, or whatever, like trying to get antsy and lock him up to one of them crazy deals before he tested the market. For a guy like that, you always got to let him test the market because he tested the market and he came right back. It, it, the grass wasn't greener on the other side. The guy likes playing in L.A. It looks like he likes being under LeBron's tutelage, learns a lot, and he's getting paid well. Four years, $56 million. I think that averages out just less, just a little less, probably about 14 and a quarter. Is that 14 and a quarter? A little less than 15 million a year. So that's good money. Good money for Austin Reeves. And he earned it. You know, he had a hell of a year. Him and Hachimura. Hachimura signs a a deal with the Lakers to return to the Lakers. I think his deal, Hachimura's was three years, 51 million. So that averages out to be my math is, is is early. It's early. It's early. 16, 32, 48. A little over 16 a year. So good money for Hachimura, and he earned it too. It was really important for him to bring back. Oh, we're gonna get into Wuhan Brooks, bro. We're gonna get into Wuhan Brooks. Hold on, hold on, chat. We're gonna get into Wuhan Brooks. Lakers also brought back D'Lo. D'Angelo Russell, two years, 37 million. He he sort of I ain't gonna say that was a steal, but he 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 provides a good uh, he's a good piece for the Lakers. So that averages out to be a little like around seventeen a year, a little over seventeen a year, seventeen five maybe. No 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 eighteen 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 five a year for uh, D'Lo. So not bad for the Lakers. They're able to retain uh, D'Lo, Hachimura, Austin Reeves. Pretty good haul for them, and it's good they were able to do that. They really uh they really helped their helped themselves at the trade deadline. You know, getting rid of Russ and being able to bring them, bring them guys in, bringing D'Lo and them in and Vanderbilt in really helped them a lot and solidified them defensively and really laid a new foundation for the way they play on that side of the uh, court. So good on the Lakers, man. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I don't I think they'll somewhat regress this year, depending on who else they get. I'm not sure how much money they have left. But we're going to see. Uh, let's talk about. Mm-hmm. Do we go into the Grizzlies? We'll talk about LaMelo Ball. LaMelo Ball got five years, 260, signed his max. So, you know, he's done really well first year. Had a really good year. Second year, I think he was an all-star. So, you know, in that case, you just locking up your your, uh, cornerstone of your franchise, your point guard. And, you know, I think he'll do really, really well continuing going to, and you know, in, in Charlotte. So he signed his max. Two hundred and six, up to two hundred sixty million. It's not. I think I had some some bonuses and shit in there. But uh, five years, two sixty for Mellow Ball, and you know all that shit y'all was talking about Lavar back when he was going on the media runs for his son, talking about uh oh he he talking too much and you know he they not gonna be that good. He ain't that wrong, you know he he was a little sensationalist with uh, saying he want all his boys on the same team. But who, who, what father wouldn't, you know, what father wouldn't want that? Uh, shame. It's a shame that uh, Lonzo 
you know, has his his injury problems that he has, and he looking like he's gonna be the Greg Oden of the NBA. I hope not, but you know, and if he gets healthy, and bef- right before he was uh got hurt in Chicago, he had them looking like the Showtime Lakers up there. You know, he he had the Bulls looking like the Showtime Lakers. They was doing his, doing a thing. He's such an intelligent player, really good in transition, and. You know, it's just it's a shame what happened to him with his injuries and his body breaking down on him. And he's still, you know, he's still really young, but it's, it's a really bad injury that he got there. So, you know, he wasn't OG Ball wasn't too wrong with with what he said. You know, Jello he he was playing in the D League, G League, and shit. But you know, he while he was always the the lesser talented of the three, but he still played professionally. So he wasn't really too wrong in what he was saying. So let's talk about uh, Wuhan Brooks. Four years, 80 million to Houston. I'll repeat that because, you know, y'all might think I said I misspoke misspoke or something. Wuhan Brooks, four years, 80 million to Houston. He ain't going to China. (laughs) He fleeced the Rockets like like someone in the chat saying he fleeced them. They They got a lot of tricksters going down there to Houston. Lord forbid if they get my boy Zion. And Harden go back down there. They got Chief Trickster, Udoka down there. They got Dylan Brooks down there now. Hey, them, them exotic dancers down there, they're going to be eating, boy. Like we said last last week, they're going to be eating down there. Brooks going to have his jersey retired in, in one, of them, uh, one of them clubs down there. He ain't going to know what to do, man. They also signed uh, Drake Jr., Fred Van Vliet, three years, $130 million. He, That's a little... I feel like that's a little excessive too. I ain't gonna lie, but you know the last nigga from Toronto to go down to Houston, he he did pretty well. I ain't gonna lie, he did pretty well. Drake, he he did well for himself going down to Houston. So Van Vliet, you know, it, it remains to be seen. But I, I know he'll be down there, them clubs, acting like he Drake, saying he Drake or some shit, trying to pass his Drake. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Chat, what y'all think about what y'all think about Dylan Brooks? Dylan Brooks getting that bag to go to Houston. Did he deserve it? Did he deserve it? Y'all subscribe on YouTube and Twitch. Y'all comment on YouTube and Twitch. Let me know what y'all think. Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks going to going to Houston. Four years, 80 million. I'll say that right. Four years, 80 million. 20 million a year for Dylan Brooks in Houston. Not bad. Not bad money for someone like that. Everybody saying he was going to China. Everybody said he was going to China. Not so fast. <laughs> all right. All right. We're back. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So still talking about Dylan Brooks, man. I just don't see his market. What was his market for him to get that much money? Four years, 80 million. I mean, it's 20 million a year. somewhat. I mean, in the NBA, in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's not like major money, but for his talent level, I mean, he's a solid player and all, but surely there wasn't teams lined up offering him that. Like, he had to have jumped on that offer to get that. There's no way there was more another team in the NBA that is offering him that level of money. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Not Dylan Brooks now, you know. Van Vliet, I could see him getting offered quite a bit of money, but not Dylan Brooks. I don't see it. I just don't see it, fam. But, you know, I hope he succeeds down there. 
the Grizzlies wrapped up a deal with uh, Desmond Bain. So, you know, he got a max deal. We're going to see. We're going to see. We got a caller calling in right now. Talk about Dylan Brooks, Wuhan Brooks, Wuhan Brooks. Yo, 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 you live on the Sports Section Morning Show, man. What's going on? Man, nothing much, man, you know. Good holiday weekend. Holiday weekend. You ain't at work, are you? You ain't on the clock. I got got to go to work. I'm about to go in now. Oh, hell, oh, hell. Got to get that money. What you think about Dylan Brooks, man? What you think about Dylan Brooks getting that bag, 80 million, down in Houston? What's your thoughts on that? Man, got 40 million. uh, He got four years, 80 million. Four years, 80 million. Talking that crap to LeBron James and then LeBron James torching him. Man, what'd he say to LeBron again, bro? What'd he say? Oh, I don't I don't respect you. He said, I poke bears. I poke bears. He said, I don't I don't respect you. I don't respect you unless you uh you drop 40 on me or, or what what'd he say? Something crazy like that. Something silly. Exactly what he said. How you think he gonna do in Houston? I don't I don't think he has like a game. Like he, he's more so of a defensive player, but he's not that defensive. Right. He's he's very much like a role player. I, but it's a crazy thing about the NBA: role players get big time contracts. They get bags, don't they? So if he's a starter, and he can actually play, I guess that role, which which is, but just don't let that person don't don't let him drop thirty on you. Yeah, I mean, but he's not gonna do. He's not gonna do nothing major. You know, they. I don't even want to talk about that. But you know, they got Jalen Green that they. I guess they believe in. So. Man, yeah, they do have him down there. They signed for Van Vliet too. Van Vliet to three years, one hundred thirty million down there in Houston. Van, Van Vliet getting that type of contract that makes sense. That's what I he's said. Going, he's going to be a second option. So you know, he's going to be he's going to be dropping buckets. Right. Like, they're not playing him to play defense and then like that. Dylan Brooks, he's supposed to be that defensive role. So, but I don't think he'll, I don't think he'll do that well. I don't think so neither, honestly. I mean, he, he proclaims himself to be that, be that defensive guy, that stopper, and that's what they're paying him to be. But you got to produce. You can't just be a stopper on the court by talking. You know what I mean? Talking in the media and being annoying and shit like that. That only takes you so far. I don't know if you've seen that clip uh, of him talking about uh, like when he was back in Oregon, he said, I want to be like, I want to be that Draymond Green. I want to have that Draymond Green type of role. Then he gets to the NBA and he just don't mess with, <laughs> he just don't mess with Draymond at all. I didn't know he said that. He really said that? Yeah, it's a clip out there. Oh my God. Dude is a square, bro. He really is. <laughs> I mean, he he's really a square. I don't, I just don't see, I don't see that I mean, yeah, you could sign a guy to a specialized role like that, but for $80 million, that just seems a little excessive to me. I don't necessarily see him living up to that that price tag. He's just going to go out there talking shit, being in the media, and, and try and play defense in the media. You know, especially if it comes – well, they're not even going – I don't even think they'll be around playoff time, so he's going to go to the dungeon back. He's just going to be a meme at this point, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's been one, though. Right, but he, he was in the spotlight a little bit. When you get a moment, go look that clip of uh, Dylan Brooks saying he uh, want to be Draymond Green. I'm going to look it up. 
What do you think about the, the moves the Grizzlies made? They signed uh, D Rose to a two year deal for I think six and a half million. Desmond Bain got the max, and uh, there's another deal that they made. That Desmond that Desmond Bain uh, sign uh, signing is a is a big one. Uh, Derrick Rose, <laughs> hey, I'm telling you right now, Derrick Rose jersey is gonna go platinum in Memphis. Oh, it's gonna go double platinum. He's already claimed the city party already laid claim to him. <laughs> Man, it, well, you know they got they got rid of not got rid of but Tyus Jones that went somewhere else, so they did need another backup point guard. He went to Boston, you know, didn't he? Huh? I think he went to Boston. I'm not 100 percent sure. He was in that Marcus Smart trade. He either went to Boston or he went to the other team right. that was in that trade. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, I mean, Marcus Smart is a good pickup too. He's he's taking the role of Dylan Brooks. Not much better have Marcus Smart than Dylan Brooks. But you you know you did need another backup point guard now that Tyus Jones was a part of that trade, right? With John Morant and kind of John Morant and Derrick Rose being similar players to a point. Yeah, I feel like that's a great pickup. I think it helps helps them with their and they weren't necessarily bad without Ja, but. I think it's good for maintaining that dynamic on the court with Derrick Rose being a lot similar to Ja to sort of ease that transition when he gets back in. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I think that'll that'll help that'll help the Grizzlies a lot. Uh, but I think they'll I think they'll be pretty solid this year. They know upgraded. You know, getting rid of Dylan Brooks and replacing that with Marcus Smart. He a really good piece. I think he'll do really well. And it remains to be seen with how they how they end up, man. I'm eager to see where Kyrie goes, man. Where do you think Kyrie goes? Well, Kyrie has important interest in the Suns and the Mavericks, right? Because I know he was meeting with I know he was meeting with the Suns, right? Uh, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Kyrie's so unpredictable. Dude is unpredictable for sure. I feel like I feel like he'll go to the he might go to the Suns. Just because one, well, it gives them the best chance to win a. Well, they're not gonna have no bench if he goes there. But I mean, you got uh, an all NBA. Uh, you got an all NBA team going from uh, roster to number six. But like, I don't know. They're, that team is probably would be nuts. Hold on, Chat saying he signed with with the Mavs. Oh really? So the fuck did three year, hundred twenty six million with the Mavs. I thought he was going to go to the Mavs, too. Yeah. So he's back with the Mavs. I didn't see him going to... I didn't see him going to Phoenix, to be honest. He said... I ain't going to say he's selfish or anything, but there's a lot of people that got to touch the ball in in, uh, in Phoenix, and I don't think Kyrie will mesh well with that. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's already... There, there's already really not enough ball pause with, uh, with Dallas. You know what I mean? With Doncic. I I think Dallas was just signing for him because he was able he was able to take a a big contract with Dallas, right? I'm, I'm not sure. Decently, yeah. Three year, one twenty six. That's the same money Van Vliet got. Yeah. Okay. And he'd be able to do whatever the hell he wanted. Uh, Dallas, right? Him and Luca going. Oh, I know that. <laughs> I just know that's boring to watch. If they're not making the playoffs, that's got to be just, just iso ball. Really just 
Their problem is defense, though. I mean, that was a problem last year, so I wonder how they plan on remedying that. But I don't know. Dame, Dame is supposed to be uh, requesting a trade, too. I don't see – he might go to Phoenix, but I, I just don't know where, where he would end up either. Hell. Well, you know, Dame said he wants to go to Miami, but Portland don't want to make that happen. I, I don't see a scenario where they trade him within the West. That doesn't make sense to me. It don't. I think that actually ends up happening, though, him going to Miami. It don't make sense for them going to the West. But Miami, if they know that he wants to go come there, I don't think Pat Riley going to give up, try and give up too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did see a scenario of him getting traded to the, to the Spurs as well because the Spurs have a lot of capital. Mm, that might be bad. That'll give Wimbiana, you know, a little bit of breathing room and get the spotlight off of him. Too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, then you got, you know, you got uh, Greg Popovich down there too. So that's also an attractive place for a, a veteran to want to go to. Yeah, you're right. That wouldn't be too bad now that I think about it. Dang. But I am not sure. I'm not familiar with the Spurs roster outside of. <laughs> Went beyond the hell. Well, you uh, you heard about the Son Haskins situation, didn't you? I did. Yeah, man. What's wrong with him, man? You think he should be cut? Yeah. I mean, you know, Rayburn want to be, well, not want to be, but he, he's from that Bill Belichick tree, whether like he was coaching them or not. I mean, he was one of his players. Right. So, very much no nonsense. Haskins out of here. And he ain't good enough to stick around. He's not. You know, he had a good special teams piece, but beyond that, I mean, you a running back, dude. You can find a special teams piece. If, if Dontrell Higgard, he had a neck injury, right? If he's able to play, shoot, he can return kicks. He could. I'm talking more more so on like punts and, and kickoffs and shit. So where he got to go down there and hit a nigga. Hilliard ain't doing that. Yeah, that's true. That's the what Haskins really brought to the table, but. That the whole story just is really messy. I don't see him sticking around, to be honest. The story is terrible. Yeah, that came out. Yeah. When I because I just saw that he got arrested, but I when I read it, when I read about like what was what the altercation was, oh yeah. What do you think he was more mad about? The chain getting snatched off his uh, neck or the PlayStation being thrown through the wall? <laughs> Ooh. And that whole situation was toxic. I, Man. I don't I I don't want to speculate about what he was mad about, but hey, what would let me rephrase it? What would you be more mad at? Your five thousand dollar chain being snatched off your neck, or your PlayStation Five being thrown through the wall? I think I think I'll be mad about the fact that like you supposed to be my woman, and then you doing things to purposely press my buttons. I think that's the part that gets men in that situation. Stop being logical, Jayla. What? It's told me stop being logical. All right. You gonna I'm, be mad about that PlayStation, nigga? No, I'm gonna be mad about the chain. Bro, the chain just got snatched off. You can fix the chain. You can't fix that damn PlayStation. Yo, everything that's on that SSD is gone. You you out you out. You got your chain on, you know, you just out minding your business. A person come and snatch your chain. That is one of the most disrespectful things they can do to you. It's your girl, bro. It don't it don't count like that though. 
it, think about what the change snatch means, bro. I, I know what it, it means, bro. It's not like he's outside getting his change snatch. That was in the confines of his house. And that's his old lady that did it, bro. It's not necessarily as bad as if some nigga come and snatch your chain. His old lady treated him like a little boy. And he and the moment he's not thinking, oh, this is my old lady. She's like, damn, she just disrespected the hell out of me. Right. After or before throwing his PlayStation out. She ain't throw it out. She threw that shit through a wall, fam. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I, I, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So, so like, I'm not sure in what order that happened, but like, it's like, oh, yeah. So you snatched my chain and then throw my pleasure and threw a walk? Nah. Something not right. But I ain't gonna lie, how he responded was, is nuts. Dude. Which part are you talking about? Allegedly. The man had, and he put one in the head and said, I wish you would. That's nuts. He did do that, didn't I? Didn't he? Yeah, I led the I led the segment with the biggie line, kick in the door, wave in the four four. <laughs> he really did that shit. God, yeah. dog, I, I threw him some bait. Said he didn't have no gun. He did have a gun, didn't he? He had one. That's why it was it was an aggravated uh, domestic assault. Oh, he got to go. He got to go. Haskins got to go. No, no, he cooked. Yeah, he he's cooked too. What's did. MPF and him wasn't in the same draft class, was he? Um, they, I think yeah. they was. J. Rod, yeah. bro, this dude is a criminal. Who? How is he evaluating these players? I mean, look at this: Isaiah Wilson, uh, the cat, the cat from uh, Clemson, Kevin Dodd, Vic Beasley, uh, Hassan Haskins. This is off the top of my head now. Who else just fucked up? I mean, that's just off the top of my head. How is how was J. Rob evaluating these guys? People don't like Caleb Farley. Just wrong, wrong mentality. I don't know. I don't know. J. Rob was a he. He struggled with that twenty nineteen, and I don't know. I think he was trying to. I think he was trying to find. I don't know pieces like that, but like that might come up, like come to their role later on. Because when he drafted Jeffrey Simmons, I've been thinking, "Dang, he drafted it. Somebody has been interested in that when he start like." But he he look at him now. Now he's a top five defensive uh, tackle. But drafting Caleb Farley with a bad back, like an ACL is different from back. You people tear the ACL. They go through uh, a surgery and go through rehab. Yeah, I don't know backs. Lingering things is a lingering thing, I should say. Yeah, but, uh-uh. man broke his back. Like, who's doing that? Who is who going up to anybody that? with a broken back? That shit don't make no sense. Who else part of that draft class? That was twenty twenty one, right? I'm gonna look it up. I think it was good outside of Farley, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just his. A lot of his his early picks fell off, but his late picks were straight. You know? Yeah. Let me see. I'm going to look up Titans 2021 draft. Either way, J-Rob screwed us. So that 2020 draft was bad, too, because then you had, you had Isaiah. I think the only good pick out of that was Christian Fulton. Yeah. Mm, it, that rem- 
Well, I ain't going to say that remains to be seen. This 2020-2021 draft is the worst in history. It's the worst in history, bro. Caleb Farley, Raidens, Monty Rice, Elijah Molden, Dez, practice squad Fitzpatrick, Rashad, I show up late and I get fined, Weaver, Racy, I hit on Clarksville women, McMath, and Brady Breeze. All of these guys have a negative trait to me that has been been made public, except Monty Rice. Yeah, Farley do got a broke black broke broke back. I ain't gonna. I'm gonna just leave it at that. He got a broke back, and do be out of layer cake and shit went on crutches and shit. I ain't gonna say that was him, but being hurt out of the club on Sunday. Shit, come on, bro. Raidens, not good enough. Injured. Monty Rice remains to be seen. Molden injured all the time. Slash remains to be seen. Dez, what you think about Dez, Jalen? Amon Ross ain't brown. He was available. Rashad yeah. Weaver remains to be seen. Had a character issue with showing up late. Got fined, posted the fine. Racy McMath remains to be seen. He been injured. And Brady Breeze, we never saw him. Where did he go? Granted, that was a... Do what now? You say he said all the folks that kicked the issue. Uh, Racing McMath, dude. Oh man, he was at the so he was at the 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 game we went up to Pittsburgh about two years ago, I think. This man DMing yeah. this man DMing some women that we was just so happy watching the game with, and then the nigga fumbling cost us the game. So after that, I didn't I didn't already xed out Racing McMath in my book. He pissed me off after that. That's just coincidence. What'd you say? What'd you say? Chat said he got kicked out of practice and training camp for laying out Woodside. Ain't no way he did that, bro. When, when was that? McMath <laughs> did, bro. Oh, Brady Breeze. Brady Breeze. Oh, dude is an idiot. That's that's J-Rob shit, man. J-Rob people he drafted. Dude drafted more idiots than I don't, than, Man, come on, bro. His, you know, when I was dealing with uh, J-Rob, I knew I was dealing with him. Like, not the A.J. Brown trade, but same drafts. Mm-hmm. He drafted uh, the safety from Tennessee. I want to say his name was his first name was Theo. I can't remember his last name. Oh, the uh, the dude, the star. They call him when they announced him. He's like, oh, he plays star. I said, nigga, you just I ain't gonna say you made up a position, but we don't even use that position. The hell are you talking about? He didn't even make it out of preseason. Yeah, let me see. What's that dude's name? It's the practice squad before September. I'm going to say, I might be exaggerating, but he did end up on the Steelers practice squad. And I just found that to be crazy. Theo Jackson. Okay, I was going to say, I was going to say Vincent or something like that. I was going to say Vaughn. (laughs) Dude, play for, he played for Minnesota now. When I saw that we cut him, I was like, oh yeah, so then we just wasted the season round pick. Like literally wasted it. Didn't he draft a quarterback really late too? One year, like in a six round pick, like he he just threw away a pick. I think the dude was from Hawaii or something. It wasn't Cole McDonald, was it? I think so. I thought he drafted the uh, I, I could be dating myself here. I thought he drafted that Luke Falk dude 
Without, no, he didn't draft. Be. He didn't draft Luke Falk. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I think it was Cole McDonald he drafted. Let me see. Cole McDonald. This dude's in the XFL right now. Jesus. Let me see. He got he got drafted in the seventh round. Just throwing away a damn seventh round pick, J Rob did. And he didn't even last past that year. Like, there's still talent there. Why are you throwing a throwaway pick at Cole McDonald? That's stupid. Don't make no sense. Don't make no yeah, sense. Jay, man, he pissed me off, man. Uh, I'll, give, I, I'll give him a little credit for that. Because he was there in 2018, right, J-Rob? Yeah, I mean, he hit on a couple couple drafts, but, I mean, damn. I wouldn't even say he really hit. I think what made him look really bad was uh, trading for Julio, but I I don't know. I find that I, that was a that was a chance. Like I I think the Titans fans knew if they didn't, they should have known that Julio was was going to be a chance. But he was going to pretty much take a backseat, so to speak, to AJ, and that's what he did for the most part. Right. I mean, I think he really, I think he really showed um, in the playoff game. But I do want to say uh, in week two. Julio looked like the number one receiver because AJ, I'll never forget that. AJ was selling, bro. He was playing so bad. Every ball that came his way, he dropped. <laughs> but Julio had a game. That's what it's about. Think, yeah, that's what I, I believe that's really what it was supposed to look like. Us with uh, Julio Jones was supposed to look like uh, either that playoff game where AJ snapping and Julio's just kind of playing the, I guess, the third down row, so to speak, mm-hmm. or. AJ's finding his footing, but Julio's like, all right, I got it. I got it. Coming above. I think, you know, <laughs> even even so, even so, that that trade, I mean, it was a calculated risk. You know what I mean? Right. So I'm fine with I'm fine with teams taking calculated risk with a player of that caliber. But the problem with that is I don't think Vrabel was all in on that. There wasn't really much alignment with that, from what I understand. Vrabel didn't like how Julio could never practice and shit like that. And that's the friction when it causes, when those gambles like that cause friction within the organization, direct friction with guys that work on the day-to-day together, that's when I think it's an issue. You know? (laughs) I'll say this. I think Vrabel, it's a blessing and a curse that like Vrabel was kind of giving Derrick Henry. And then the year that, you know, it was Rabel's first year of uh, coaching the Titans, it's kind of like the passing of the torch to Derrick Henry at the time. Because <laughs> Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry ended up being his best player and Derrick Henry work. That's all Derrick Henry do is work. Right. He's going to practice. And shoot, I'm pretty sure sometimes that Derrick Henry don't practice, they're making him not practice. Him and Jeffrey Simmons. No, yeah, they be throwing them in the sand pit over there during practice. They don't let them like be on the grass and shit, you know. Yeah, so then giving somebody like Julio, who's kind of like, I want to say, baby, baby's not the right sign. It's not, but something similar to that. You got to manage them like, really carefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. That wasn't gonna work. You right about that. That just didn't mesh well with the the culture of the team, and for. For a guy like Vrabel that values the culture of the team, coaches to the culture of the team, and 
that's really a pillar of the organization. You can't really bring in a guy. And of course, this is all, you know, hindsight's 2020. Of course, I was all in favor of the, the Julio move. But looking back on it, when you bring in a guy that violates one of the pillars of your organization, which is, you know, consistency and hard work every single day, you can see how that would go left, especially if they're not producing when they're actually on the field, you know? Yeah. But if Tannehill doesn't throw five fucking interceptions against the Bengals, J-Rock could very well still have a job. Julio, that Julio move could be looked back on as a huge success. So, you know, it ain't all J-Rock's fault. I still blame Tannehill for that shit for, you know, that year. And but that year was just a, a domino effect for us getting into the position that we're in now. So, you know, it's just it's fucked up, man. It's it's a it's a, it's just been a tough couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just on the just talking J Rob. I just think that people look at that Julio trade as a like people use hindsight as a as an arguing point, which I don't think you can do. Put put yourself back in that position where. It's, most like AJ Brown was getting on TikTok, Instagram, whatever, and saying, "Come on, Julio, come, come rock with us." Yeah, everybody like, "Yeah, Julio, come rock with us." Right. It's just I, hindsight. I still think that was the best move we could have made at the time. Yeah, I'd say uh, even with hindsight, that's that was a really good move to make. And you know, it's sort of we're still feeling the ramifications of it cap wise, but it was a risk worth taking. You know, we were in position to win and to go really far in the playoffs is just bad execution on a quarterback at that time. You right. know, that's it's, what I'm saying. That's just what it boils down to. The hindsight really is looking at the play calling, too. You know, so there's so much you could get into about what went wrong with the Julio deal and what went wrong with J-Rob. It's just so much that goes into, you know, running a football team successfully and an organization successfully that sort of hard to judge him on that. What you can judge him on is the damn A.J. Brown trade and the ramifications of that. Especially when Absolutely. it comes out when it comes out that he lowballed him when Amy told him you could offer up to 20-something million or 20 million. That's inexcusable. That was negligent on his part very much because he knew that he, he just knew that wasn't the move. It, it absolutely wasn't. You know, it's and you really didn't get no value back for him. You know, is you got we we swapped first. Or no, we we swapped him for a first and moved did we even what did how did we what was that trade exactly? So we gave them AJ. They gave us a first, but we didn't have that first either. We lost that first that we had. We swapped. I think we moved up. Uh, yeah, I want to say that we uh that we got uh, an, like an early pick, early to mid. I mm-hmm. want to say second or third, hundred percent sure. But it was we did get two picks for a, uh, well, no, we got one pick in a uh, pick exchange in the first round. Which oh, that because that same year Hollywood Brown got traded, and I want to I want to say that comp was similar. But he's not Hollywood Brown. He's not. He's better. He. he yeah, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, that's a first round receiver. That's how that's how the Cardinals are looking at it, right? So it makes sense that his confidence isn't is it's not too outlandish from that. Yeah, 
You make a I good point. Remember Ravens trade. They ain't. They ain't really get. They ain't really get nothing for it. Wasn't much, bro. I bro. They can. It looked like they ain't getting nothing. It was not much. It was not much. But yeah, man. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Probably gonna get to some Nashville SC talk here now. We're gonna we're gonna get into get in the big win they had against DC United, man. Appreciate you calling in, Jalen. Yes, sir. I'm gonna do this again. All right, brother. Yeah, take it easy. You too. TFT member Jalen there. Good conversation on J Rob. You know, getting him into the getting us into the position we're in now. You have so many drafts that don't hit that are just where you don't hit in the mid to late rounds. That's where you really build your quality depth on your rosters in the mid to late rounds, you know. And you build the corner pieces of your franchise in them early rounds, them first, and you can really get a corner piece. It's happened all the time. It's in the second round. And you can get corner pieces throughout the draft, but you've got to hit on your first round picks. You got a little leeway in them later picks, but if every first round pick you you take is coming off a fucking uh, injury or some some character issues or something, and you're taking a chance on them, that's counterintuitive. You shouldn't be taking chances on them number one picks. Take a chance on a later pick, and I don't by chance I don't mean draft a damn quarterback from Hawaii or wherever the hell Cole McDonald's from in the seventh round. You don't. That's not the type of chance I'm talking about. I'm talking about like maybe an injury guy that's been injured or something. I'm cool with taking that in the fifth or sixth round. Somebody with a lot of talent that's just fell because of an injury or fell because of a, a a dodgy medical, you know, that's cool in the later rounds. Don't do that shit in the first round. When you, when you already, you still have some holes when you still got to trade for a veteran receiver. You got to, you don't do that. If you got glaring holes like that, you shouldn't be, taking chances on guys with really, really dodgy injury history like your Caleb Farley's. Uh, I mean, the Simmons injury looks really good now because he's an uber-talented D-tackle, but an uh, ACL injury, and that is different. ACL injuries are completely different, too, and we're in this conversation than a back injury or, you know, I can't even, like a like a back injury, really. I mean, that's just that's just the worst. That's as bad as it gets. And character injuries are really bad, too, like your Isaiah Wilson's and such. You just don't do that in the first round. That's how you end up in the position where we're at now, where we got, got we had a bunch of holes and we don't have much depth behind those holes. So it's it's just it's roster building 101 that that he failed at and J-Rob as in J-Rob failed at. And that Carthen came into just a mess. You know, it's like. It's like fucking like you you come into you say you work second shift and you come into first shift and you ain't got you at like McDonald's or some shit. You working at McDonald's. You come in and first shift ain't leave you no cooked patties or nothing like that. Or you you ain't got no lettuce in the drawer or none of that. You just can't. You starting off on a bad foot. It's hard to win like that. And, you know, Carton has his work cut out for him and good for good for Carton. And for Amy making a decision that he has some stability at the head coaching spot to assist him with that. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the scouting team and the personnel team and, you know, the executives really remain the same. And Carthen being one of the only new pieces, he's brought his own pieces in, of course. But 
it's really hard to do that when you're coming in and you ain't got shit to work with. Cap space is all jacked up, really ain't got no draft capital, and you're still looking for a franchise quarterback and you got an agent roster. I mean, it's just, it's tough. Carson's got his work cut out for him. It's unfair to, it's unfair to try and judge him off the first draft. And it'd really still be unfair to judge him after this year because he he just came into such a really bad situation. It's just difficult. So for me, I wouldn't cast judgment on him until maybe the end of year two or midway through year three. But you can't really do this is a this is a bogey year, to be honest. That's why I was in favor of uh before I seen the, the practice clips of how far behind he was, but throwing one of these young quarterbacks in early. Maybe not starting the season, but around Halloween coming off that bye. And if shit ain't working with Tannehill, I mean, that's our toughest stretch. So naturally, it'd be easier to throw them guys in after that stretch. But throw these young guys in if the season ain't going as as we planned, you know. Let them get that experience this year. That way, going into the next year when we have a ton of cap space, damn near, I think, $100 million in cap space, that we've got a quarterback that already has a foundation and is used to the speed of the game that we can build around. You know, if Tannehill does like does all right, just does another Tannehill year, and we're still stuck next year with not knowing where we're at in a quarterback room wise, that's a failure this year. You know, I don't see us competing for a Super Bowl this year. So we got to start preparing for next year to make a run deep into the playoffs slash maybe Super Bowl for next year. And you do that by getting one of these young quarterbacks time to acclimate to the speed of the game, acclimate to just quarterback play in general, making play, calling plays in the huddle, fluctuating your cadences, and just learning how to play quarterback in the NFL. I don't want them learning next year when we spent, you know, 60, 70 million in cap space and putting around good pieces around them. I don't want them learning then. I want them to have already had their foundation down, have some continuity and clarity about what the NFL game is compared to college. And then they were able to perform and jump off that platform next year when we put these pieces and tools around them. That's what I prefer. But it remains to be seen. You know, Tannehill right now gives us the best chance to win. But we'll see what that is and how many wins that is. For me, I think it's, you know, I think we could still have a chance to win a division, get us nine, 10 wins, but that doesn't help us in the future. You know, it, and it helps us in the, in the present right now and our windows closing show with Henry and that defense. But I'd rather have a realistic shot for the next two years of that window than to, waste them next two years by not gaining clarity at the quarterback position this year. That's where I'm at with it. And y'all let me know in the comments on YouTube and Twitch. Make sure y'all subscribe on there. What do y'all think about that, about the quarterback situation and how that sets us up for next year with Tannehill, Levis, and Willis? It all depends on, of course, how ready they are coming out of a camp. But they don't have to start week one, in my opinion. I sort of penciled in, circled on the calendar around that Halloween date coming off the bye after Atlanta or going into Atlanta after that, uh, after the bye following the London game, that'll give them two weeks to prepare for that Atlanta game. And if we're, I'd say if we're like one in one in five or two and four, even maybe I think Vrabel might pull, pull the trigger. You know, he's, he's, he's done it before. That's how Tannehill got in the position. 
But if he doesn't do it by then, I don't see it happening unless it just the wheels fall off by the end of the year and we're fucking, you know, three and three. Lord forbid we we be like three and seven, three and eight. Then I see it happening then. But irregardless, I'd like to see that happen this year after the bye week. Y'all let me know what y'all think in the comments. If y'all want to see the same. Enough Titans talk. Enough Titans talk. Let's talk about Nashville SC. Big win against DC United. Two goals by uh, Leal, the midfielder number eight. And they won 2 0. And I'm pretty sure that I predicted last week that Nashville SC would win 2 0. Geotis looked electric. You know, the, the fans have really done a great job at with Nashville SC at the club and the organization engaging the fans to really get a good experience down there at Geotis. I've yet to go to a game, unfortunately, but I plan on going to one really soon. With they've got they've got the castle rocking, man. They really do. And they played they played pretty pretty decent against DC United. Leal had a really good goal. Really good goal with the first goal. Mukhtar hits a lob to him. It sort of ricochets off of the defender. And Leal strikes right through it with his laces and blasts it by the peak by the keeper. So I think uh give me one second. We got a call. We got a caller. Let's see what's going on. All right, got my man Austin here. What's good, man? What do you think about the performance of Leal and really the team all together? Oh, yeah, man. I was there in attendance. Uh, I had to pop out to a game. For sure. Um, I got in there, and and uh, I, I was actually, last time I called in, last Monday, For sure. I talked about Leal. I, I said, uh, you know, if he's healthy, he, he's, he's as, as advertised, and you saw it uh Saturday, um, I think I look at the the heat map, you know where they were uh, on the pitch, and I saw something that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've done it, um, so you see on the left side, uh, Hanny would push up more, um, and then when they had the ball on the right side, Leal would kind of take that position, and uh, Hanny would drop back. Sort so, of like interchange it. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. So, so really, honestly, you kind of had the same. Obviously, you know, Andy's on a different level, but um, same kind of quality of uh, playmaking. You know, can, can just you know can go out there and make a play, and right. you got that on both sides while not sacrificing. You know, what I'm saying a lot of building on defense. So, I thought that was pretty interesting, and it worked out. It worked um, out on that second goal, I mean, especially. That's that was exactly oh, what you dude. were talking about when Haney dropped back in the midfield, yeah. dinked the ball over top. Mm-hmm. To the run that Haney Haney normally makes on the left, Leal made that exact run. That's a really good point that you made there. Yeah. Yeah, it was was really interesting to watch. Um, I think, uh, I mean, he almost had a hat trick because, you know, he had that one offside uh, early, but only two minutes into the game. Right. Yeah, Um, it was within the first minute. Yeah, I mean, think about it. We, we, you know, we've been talking about for the past two weeks, all these players are going on international breaks the first time mm-hmm. somebody besides Hanny actually steps up. Like, it was, it was great to see. Uh, I think it was also a testament to uh, Gary Smith. Um, you know, he, he kind of had to go back to the drawing board and said, you know, we're, we're missing some guys. Um, you know, transfer window opens up actually two days from now, mm-hmm. um, for MLS. Um, and you kind of got to make something shake. You need some results to keep pace with uh, Cincinnati. And sure. I think that was a really good job, um, uh, creative idea that he had. Um, but overall, great performance. Um, that 
Zimmerman got a red card. Uh, I think the I ask you about first that. yellow. Yeah, the first yellow. Um, the first yellow was questionable. Um, I don't think it deserved a yellow. Um, but the second one was definitely a yellow. But if you don't have the first one, then that kind of you know what I mean. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it left us in a bad spot. But I think um, uh, overall, great performance. Uh, so. We'll see what goes uh, goes from here. I think this week we'll have a signing. Uh, I'm calling it by by Friday. We'll know. Uh, we'll have a striker. Hopefully they get a striker in. You got any names that you were thinking of? That you see any links that Nashville's been linked to striker wise? Who they get in? They need a bigger well, body like we've talked about before. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, they keep man. They're so quiet um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to the transfers. Like we. You never like uh, Loba kind of, kind of, kind of cracked through the through the scenes a little bit. We kind of heard a little bit about him before he signed. Yeah, but relatively, yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty uh, hush on uh, who they're who they're signing. I don't know. Uh, I think personally, it's gonna be a bigger body person. Yeah, um, somebody with some size uh, and some speed. Um, I also heard that we're probably gonna be signing a another attacking midfielder. So that would be exciting too. Give Haney, um, I need a little bit of rest, especially with the cup coming up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think though that I don't, I don't know. I think, I think they're going to try to go and win something in that, in that cup. I kind of think that they threw away the, you know, the, the open cup. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to try to do something in the least cup. Um, they should but also, right. But also not overextending Handy at the same time. So you kind of give him a little bit of a, a breather. Right. You know, a trophy, a trophy would be massive to, uh, yeah, yeah, to, we need, to we the need city something. of Nashville. We need a trophy. <laughs> We need we need something. Um, I think uh, if if we hit on our striker, I think we're primed in good position. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have the one seed, but having the two seed and hopefully somebody knocks out Cincinnati, then we have home field to grow. That would be and, nice. Uh, that would be fucking epic. Yeah, I think that's a big. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, 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 a you know something that's big that should be on their uh, on their list of uh, goals this season. Right. So we play Cincinnati in two weeks. We've got Chicago and Philadelphia leading up to that. How do you think Nashville's going to do against Chicago with the the absence of Zimmerman? Because he's going to be suspended um, for that red card. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Chicago is they're pretty decent. Yeah. Um I think uh, you'd have to say what McDonald would be uh, would be in place of him. I'd say so. Uh, he hasn't done. Yeah, he hasn't done terrible. No. He also hasn't really. He had a. You know what I mean? He but had an own goal last when he played against uh, Columbus, didn't he? Was it McNaughton that had that own goal? Uh, it was unlucky either way. Yeah, um, I think though that uh, I think we'll be fine. Yeah, uh, we get Papa Pico, we get him back because uh, he just got waxed in the Gold Cup. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he's on the first flight back to Nashville. So yeah. we get him back. Um, uh, hopefully, hopefully Panama gets knocked out in the quarterfinals. We get him, uh, get uh, Godoy back. Right. And then, um, uh, who else are we missing? Uh, Schaffelberg. Uh, yeah, Canada is not looking too hot in their group right now either. They're so, like third uh, or last place, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they're, 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 they're doing pretty bad. And, uh, yeah, it's horrendous. They're down bad. Um, they can't even pay their players. Uh, I heard. Yeah, yeah, they're about to go bankrupt. They're about to have to file under a new name. Ain't that something? <laughs> that's crazy as a national team. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's 
historically down bad. Um, I think, uh, yeah, we get we get some key pieces, uh, key pieces back because uh, I'm kind of rooting on their downfall. Like the, the, their national team's downfall, not their individual. You know what I'm saying? I <laughs> right. I hope they go out there and shine, but you know what I'm saying? We, hey, we need you back. <laughs> we definitely do. We could definitely uh, use Schaufelberg. Oh, yeah. His speed, we need his speed out there on the wing. Mm-hmm. I think when we're 100% healthy, I think we we might be the best team in the league, honestly. And I think if you add a striker to the mix, uh, be even uh, better. a good quality striker. Yeah. They're if a you good. Think tr- about what kind of. Go ahead. You, the, you, think, you think about how, um, how good. We are, or how uh, how good Hanny is now. Think about if you have a striker to open up a space for him, even Man. more. You know, <laughs> you talk about MVP level now. Like, you can imagine what he, you know what I mean, what he's going to get to. We don't want him to get too high of a level. We want to keep him around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's. I mean, they'll come call anyway, but he's age. older. So. Yeah. Do you think at this age though that he he would uh, uh I mean, he would leave. I mean, obviously, like if a, a crazy big club came calling, obviously, but I don't right. think that happened. I don't. You know, I don't think he would leave either, to be honest. I mean, unless yeah, I he maybe like a. But if he were to even go back to Germany, a team like Dortmund wouldn't want him. They prefer younger right. guys. Uh, Bayern wouldn't necessarily go for him. Maybe an opportunity in the Prem, like a mid-table team in the Prem, but I don't even see the point in doing that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, why would you why would you go somewhere where you're you're fighting for minutes, mm-hmm. um, and also you're kind of up there in age, so you're kind of wasting your prime at that point. Exactly. Um, and I think uh, I think man, what he's done in the community uh, here, you know, his academy, um, all kinds of stuff, foundations that he's got going on here in Nashville. Uh, I think he wants to be here. I think that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Um, it makes a big like difference. If, yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 for whatever reason, like hypothetically, if a, a big club came calling, I wouldn't blame them. I, you know, what I'm saying I I sell them too, right? You know, of course. But 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 the odds of that happening though, you know, I don't, I don't see that happening. Like maybe if he was 23, 22, somewhere around that age. Yeah. Oh yeah, he probably would have been gone last season. Exactly. But um, but yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, but at the end of the day, I too, like uh, what Nashville probably can't even quantify his value to the club either. You know, hypothetically no, no, speaking, of course, nobody wants to see him leave. But his value to Nashville as a city, as a club, mm-hmm. you can't even really put a dollar amount on that to them. You know, even if he's right, 28. Right. I mean, it would have yeah. to take like 25, yeah, 20, 25 million at least to even yeah. give a sniff at it. Right. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, yeah, I think he's here, here to stay. He's going to be prior, not even probably. Obviously, in our short history, he'll be our best player to ever play for our club. For um, sure. He'll probably be working his way up as uh, one of the best MLS players to ever play. I think so, too. Um, and it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's he, and he's only been MLS for what? He got here in 2020. Yeah. Uh, so during like the COVID years. Year, so. <laughs> right. And it's crazy that he's reaching that that level already. He's, uh, he's insane. Playing at the same level, uh, insane level. Yeah. It's great, man. Nashville has got teams like Henry. You know, the stars of these teams actually care about the city and want to be on these teams. You know, it makes a huge buyer too. It makes a big difference, yeah. man. One hundred percent. You see the uh do you see the picture of uh of Derek and uh Henny at the game? Yeah, like that's that's yeah. what made me think of that. These guys actually enjoy the city and enjoy being 
being here and playing on these teams in the city, it makes a big difference, man. Yeah. He, hey, the man there gave him a hug. He looked like a child. <laughs> the man, he looked like, he looked like a 12-year-old. He did. He did. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I can't believe uh, – uh, there's a lot of people actually that didn't know that Derek is a part owner. Yeah. Uh, him, uh, Philip Forsberg from the Predators. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Giannis. Yeah. So Giannis out of nowhere. Too. That, that, one, that was that random. Caught me at like, yeah. When they, when he, when they announced that Giannis was going to be a part owner of the, uh, of Nashville, I'm like, <laughs> like what, what in, what in what world? <laughs> what is he doing <laughs> thinking about that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I, he must have some ties. His agent must have some ties to the, uh, the owner. Like, yeah, that, there has right. to be some type of affiliation. Right. Well, then you again, know? it's it's Giannis too, though. If it, if he just they just thought of that on a whim and just made a call, you know, it's Giannis. I mean, it's it wouldn't be too far fetched thinking yeah, of that yeah. that neither. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, um, yeah. Just to, we we need something though. The, we need some type of. Of trophy, national, national needs. I mean, we've never had, <laughs> we never had anything. Anything. <laughs> we need something. Exactly. Nothing. Speaking of, uh, well, I can't even say speaking of trophies because y'all ain't won shit. But uh, Liverpool, <laughs> man, who, 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 who are y'all going after, man? Say y'all trying to get Lavia. I mean, I, y'all oh, signed a bunch of mid players. Y'all got that guy from Leipzig. He's pretty decent, but seventy million. Champions League, but you know, we, we ain't won shit. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Um, but no, I think, uh, I think, oh, dude, something made me mad earlier. Uh, I was looking at this morning, I was going through our, you know, some transfer news. Right. It was like, uh, Liverpool doesn't have, uh, any money, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, which in part is true. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, we're, we're part of that Fenway Sports Group. You know, FSG, they're, they're tight. They're tight as shit. Yeah. 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 They, they stingy with that money, but, uh, uh, hell, we spent oh like fifty or seventy on McAllister, um, and we well, just they, spent, they say uh, they got him. They say they got him for thirty five million, but that's that's just what they paid Brighton. There's no telling what they paid in bonuses because they got him at such a cheap price. Right, exactly. And then we just signed uh, his name slips my mind. Zolaba, midfielder, some crazy yeah, shit. Zolaba, yeah. Zolaba, yeah. or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty decent. No, he's um, a he's a decent player. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think it, I'm not. Mm, I don't think I don't think playing in Europa kind of hurts us. Um, no. Just because we'll. I mean, no, we're going to be right back in Champions League next year. We'll, it's sort of we'll, uh, we're going to finish top four. <laughs> it's it really helps a team like Liverpool that are so. And y'all system is changing a little bit. Klopp's going towards a more relaxed system, but a high pressing team, mm-hmm. really gung ho, mm-hmm. so much energy. With y'all not playing in Europe, mm-hmm. y'all are gonna be able to play every prem game like it's fucking, like it's the, a final. You know what I mean? There's not gonna be right, there's not gonna so be many. as many tired mm-hmm. legs as as before because y'all you got to think y'all squad has been used to playing sixty seventy matches a year. Y'all are not gonna have right, fifteen of those matches. Years. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we've been playing. Think think about it. When we went to Champions League final last year, we played. Uh, Carabao Cup. We made it up to that. We won that in the final. We went. We went to FA final. Uh, uh, t- 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 uh, Y'all let this the prim the prim chase all the way to the wire. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie, dude. I went to that when when Man City was down two and we scored. I was like, oh, we we really finna sneak this one. <laughs> and then and then you know Man City went on their little 
They just did their thing. They just want to make it dramatic, man. Right. They just want to make it dramatic. They want another uh, uh, Aguero moment. That's what it was. I don't think they get uh, that. yeah, I, I slept for the rest of the day. I honestly did. <laughs> and then we lost. Then, you know, Champions League Classic, 1-0. I, bro, I don't know what it is about the, the Champions League final, but the past five years, man, that 1-0 score been killing me. Like, man, I want some more action. Man, it's because it's, it's been, the, fi- the Champions League God. final, and these, the coaches Everybody are really so pragmatic. <laughs> yeah, the, the coaches yeah. are pragmatic. Play so uptight. And they play so uptight, man. It's the biggest game of their careers, you know? Yeah, yeah. But no, bad. Uh, but back to that, though, yeah, I mean, we we playing so, so many games a year. But now, like you said, it's going to be the first year in a while where we've only, we're only going to play a, a, a limited amount of games, which I think is uh, which is good. Right. Uh, I think we kind of kind of need that little break. Um, I'm, I'm excited to see. I want to see uh, I want to see Nunez in the second year. I think last year uh, in the preseason, uh, the, the Sporter Shield, New mm-hmm. Man City. Yeah, and he went crazy. Uh, I kind of had high expectations, but when the season started, first game, <laughs> red card, head button somebody suspended. He's, he's a nutcase, dude. That's that. Yeah, that's yeah, that South American nice. Uruguayan shit, though. You know, they they're all sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, no. historically these yeah. the strikers they they're nutcases. You got Suarez biting people. Yeah. You know, right? It's just uh, it's just handball and handball. <laughs> I mean, I could go on with Suarez. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Nunez is ready technically for y'all. Like I think Gakpo is going to get more minutes, really than than I Nunez. Agree. You know, Nunez will probably be playing off the left. Oddly enough, you know where I, it's sort of I simpler agree. for him. Uh, only reason why I say I'm excited to see him is because uh, historically in his second year um, at his clubs, uh, he's typically you know uh, taken off. Yeah, um, he did the same so with Parasol and Benfica. Yeah, exactly. So I think you know, it, once you get some familiar, uh, famil- familiarity, good lord, um, you know what I'm saying, in, in, in the system, get another or get the year under the belt, stuff like that. I think uh, I think it's good for him. Um, I think uh, I, I think dude, I think you guys gonna be pretty solid this year. Dude, it depends like, who we get. I, man. I have, uh, yeah, yeah. Because they um, say uh, they say I mean Rice is going to be announced here soon. Timber's going to be announced here soon. We got Havertz. We're going to try to get another midfielder, I'd say. Yeah. And, you know, the in the know accounts on Twitter, the ones, you know, that claim to have sources in the club, they say that we're going to be making another splash sign in the summer. So, like, it's going to be a midfielder, yeah. maybe. So, I've heard it could maybe be Dion from Barcelona, but, you know, it remains to be seen. Ooh. Yeah. If we get him, it's, it might be over. Yeah, it might yeah, be. I'll be, uh, I'll be out there. I, uh, I wouldn't hold your breath on Falaron, though. Man, so oh, here's the thing with him. You know, <laughs> Arteta really likes him, but it's up to yeah. Balligan. It's it's really not even up to the club. The club would tell him. I'd imagine this is how the conversation would go. The club would be like, "Hey, you know, we really value you. We think you're really a, a striker for the future. We're going to give you these minutes in the FA Cup and Carabao Cup at the very minimum, and you'll get sub appearances too." If Balligan's not happy with that, then, I mean, he's gone. But he's young, dude. He should be. It's not like the USA doesn't have any big, big competitions coming up here soon. I mean, they don't have anything next year, do they? Uh, Yeah, we got Copa America next year. Oh, the Copa America's next year? Yeah, Copa, uh, Copa America's next year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think he, he wants to get informed. 
Um, I think he wants to get some, you know, some good quality. I think everybody, uh, I mean, you, you, you see, I think, um, all the I guys do think Pulisic is going to, I think Pulisic is going to make that change to, uh, to the right. Um, don't necessarily know how it's going to work out, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think he's, he's going to try. I mean, if it works out, I mean, he's going to be starting right winger. I think so, it could be better for him. Uh, It'll simplify his angles and stuff. I, I do too. I do. I do too. Um, I do. I mean, think about. I think you know the biggest, the biggest one on the national team that really needs to figure out what's going on is uh, Sergino. I mean, yeah. good lord, like him and McKinney. <laughs> they, they need, yeah, they need to. They need to find some type of club. Uh, uh, just, just something. I mean, like because he didn't <laughs> hit it off well at Milan either. Uh, no, Dest. no. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, uh, you see, uh, him and, uh, well, Musa's already, that transaction's already been done or whatever. So Musa's already there. Yeah. Um, is that confirmed? Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. They, uh, he, he's there. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, it's a good move for him. Musa's there. Uh, Way is going to Juve. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're trying to create their own little, uh, whatchamacallit thing in USMNT in Italy. <laughs> yeah. An Italian consortium. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's looking like. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, I think Tyler Adams is about to get up out of uh, out of um, uh, championship team uh, leave. <laughs> like no way he I stays at Leeds, right? Yeah, no, I think he's getting. I think all the U.S. players are getting up out of there. Yeah, I they have Brennan's to. Up, <laughs> Brennan yeah. needs to go to a club like Brighton, man. That's what yeah, I like yeah, to no, see him at. Brennan's good. Yeah, Brennan's good. Um, I think he's one of the better attacking midfielders. You know, I think he should. I can't say he thinks he should start, but I think for him. Him playing at the 10, Pulisic mm-hmm. on the left, and uh, really way on the right with Balligan in front is really good. Mm-hmm. More so than Reyna. Uh, I'd rather see Aaron's in there. I, I agree. You know, but um, Reyna's got some yeah, pool within the national team set up. So. <laughs> Boy, he's going to use that over Greg's head. For the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh my lord, it's it's ugly. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem with U.S. soccer, man. You got you got a bunch of parents that. Uh, uh, I mean, it's the same thing with you know even kids leaving and stuff like that. You got mm-hmm. Parents that just, man, man, I think that was so like, bro, he's a grown man. You know, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. I think he should have been playing. I think he should have been playing now. Whether or not some stuff was going on behind the scenes, you know, it is what it is. But the coach I mean, got to like, lay down no the law. Yeah, I'll uh, agree, but at a certain point, though, you got to play your best players. That's true, too. Because um, your job's on the line. Exactly. You know, you can, you can, uh, you can, you can be mad at a player. You can, you know, be, or hand, hand out discipline and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, if you're going to let that uh, negate, you know, your, your, your best players, I mean, you're really doing yourself a disservice because, you know, if they don't perform, hey, <laughs> buddy. You're getting packed up. Exactly. Especially if it comes to the detriment of a team in a major tournament. Sort of where you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta draw the line somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So right. I think uh I, I got my expectations high for the next uh, next summer when Copa America. I, I got them I think it'd be a disappointment if they don't get to the final. Oh depending, the Copa? Depending. Yeah, yeah, depending on who on who they play. Right. Um who, who who they get up in the like if they play Argentina like the semifinal or quarterfinal or something like that? It's gonna be tough. And they lose. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it is what it is. Right. But, um, you got them but, going but to they, the final in like the Copa. Yes, if Ooh, Argentina's wee. not on their side. Yeah, 
I don't yeah. know. They got to get past Brazil. Uh, Brazil mm-hmm. sort of takes the Copa Series too. I'm trying to think who oh, else. Yeah. Canada. I mean, they're Canada's good too. Don't get me wrong. They're just oh, stop it. They're just jacked up right now. No. But, I mean, they got they got good no, players. They, uh, they they got they got two. Sheffenberg is good too. Davies. And they, he plays for their. He, he ain't starting on their eighteen. Nah, he could maybe they don't have anybody else. All right. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think who else though. South America is like sort of down right Columbia. now too. If you really think about Columbia. it, Colombia. My second team, Colombia, right there. Colombia is really uh, good. They we, just beat the shit out of Germany. Yeah, yeah. We we we, we were grouping. We we missed out on the uh, the World Cup. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we we gonna come up. Man, so but, uh, your competition for the Copa next year, and this is really early to talk about it, but shit, it's, we're here. You got Colombia, Argentina, Brazil. Chile's always tough in tournaments like that, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, who else? Par- uh, who, yeah. Uruguay is going to be tough. They got Valverde yeah. and uh, Ben and Sarah. Uh Yeah. And they've got they've got a good striker, Uruguay. Dude. They got Nunez. So Uruguay is going to be tough. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think you might be biting off a little more you could chew with that with the finals side. Mm, no, nah, I I think uh, if if we're as good as we as, as they say we are, uh, yeah, I, I think we uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it just if depends you, on you, the moves that they make. Yeah, um, I mean we we finally got our striker that we needed. Yeah, uh, if he flourishes and, and and you know what I mean, I I think we have a a strong chance. I think next year is kind of our our benchmark. I yeah. want to see our best eleven, our our very best eleven. Uh, against you know South America, right? And I feel like if we, I mean, think about it. <laughs> if we win the whole thing, like you That's can start talking massive. about, uh, you can start talking about, you know, getting to the World Cup final. You know what I mean? A conversation um, could be had if they win the Copa. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's 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 there. The conversation's there to be had. I mean, think about it. Think about the team in 2016 mm-hmm. that went to the Copa America semifinal. Yeah, they ran through. You know what I'm saying? It started off rough, and then they ran through. Uh, what was it? Uh, Paraguay. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, who else did they beat? They beat somebody else. They beat Mexico on the way that year, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Or was that early Maybe. in the tournament? It may have been. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. It's been a long ass time ago, dude. We, we ran into Argent. We ran into Argentina in the semifinal. Mm-hmm. No, that went. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, but, hopefully uh, they don't do it. Like you said, if they run, if they wait until. Probably about the final to, to face Argentina. If they're on the other side of the bracket, then they got a decent chance. It just depends how the That's bracket falls. Right. If we if Brazil and Argentina are on one side of the bracket, <laughs> buddy. Yeah. <laughs> we in business. <laughs> right. Exactly. But yeah. We we, we shall see. Uh, yeah. I think. Uh, so. We'll see. But yeah, oh, man, yeah. I appreciate you calling in. We're gonna. Uh, We'll get back to it, man. We'll have to go to the National SC game soon, man. For sure. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah, we're going to go. All right. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Bye. All right. My man, Austin signing off there. Really knowledgeable on all things soccer, National SC, uh, Liverpool. He's a shame he's a Liverpool fan. And U.S. men's national team. Big football fan, too. Let's sign this this show off.
More country. Today's country, man. July 4th. That's how we're signing off today. That's how we're signing off today. Good show. Had some good guests in. Good show. We back Friday, 6 a.m. Friday, 6 a.m. Hell of a show today. I was waking up this morning, waking up before it's getting nine. Kind of heavy on my shoulders, tracking down some moments back in time. I could swore that I was in it, down to every minute. Don't know what I was sipping, but I felt like I was doing fine. Oh my. Turns out that I just got a little bit south, just a little bit north of the Georgia line. All right, all right. Once again, appreciate y'all joining. Y'all make sure to like, like the video on YouTube, subscribe to YouTube or Twitch or both. You know, that's where you best way you can support us to be able to keep things like this going and be able to let us grow as a platform, man. We appreciate all y'all support. Appreciate y'all joining, man. Y'all take it easy. Have a good fourth. Be safe.